0: Welcome to Crowdfunding Uncut. This is the place where incredible project creators show you how they launch their products online using the world's largest crowdfunding engines, such as Indiegogo and Kickstarter. Hey, thanks for listening. This is episode 39, and if you are looking for more crowdfunding tips outside of this podcast, be sure to check out crowdfundinguncut.com. We've actually just released a new freebie. If you go to the homepage, if you're looking at creating a video that converts when you're launching your crowdfunding campaign, be sure to check it out. It's the ultimate crowdfunding video blueprint to help you create a video that is going to convert and help you get your campaign pledged and funded. And today we have Nicole Keating from the art of Epic wellness. I think this conversation started honestly in a pool in the Philippines. When we were at a conference together, we were talking about how, um, not just entrepreneurs, but anyone who strives to live more than a mediocre life and break old habits to become more productive, happier, um, you know, any any area in your life that you want to improve. It all starts with the habits and how you spend every single day of your life. And I guess Today, Nicole's going to talk about her story and how she got forced into creating new habits for herself after a tragedy, which she'll get into, um, but because of her ability to create a morning ritual and doing things consistently every single day has tripled her business and has helped her make huge gains uh, in her own life, not just not just in business as well. I know you're probably thinking, oh no, life coaching, here we go. And <laughs> What does this have to do with crowdfunding? But honestly, it has a lot to do with crowdfunding because what crowdfunding is, it's all about launching a new cause or launching a new business. And sometimes we have to become a bigger person being pushed out of our own comfort zone to be able to launch our idea to the world and get real criticisms. But not only that, but in order to do big things, it all comes down to how you start your day. And I find that a lot of entrepreneurs that I meet, they generally don't take care of themselves in terms of they work a lot and they don't have good habits to help them really you know, look back on the year and think, okay, I've accomplished everything that I've wanted to. So Nicole, I'm really excited
1: to have you on the show. I'm so happy to be
0: here, Kirsten. I know. I'm so happy <laughs> that we, uh, we reconnected at Tropical Think Tank in the Philippines because this podcast episode was actually created in the pool when we were talking about the importance of rituals and why, as an entrepreneur, we tend to lose sight of the very habits that make us great. And Absolutely. Nicole, like, why don't you tell us a bit about what the Art of Epic Wellness is all about?
1: Wow. Okay. So, well, I have a podcast called The Art of Epic Wellness. And, you know, initially it was started because of my own crazy experience in kind of losing sight of my own vitality. Uh, Kirsten, do you want me to kind of go backwards and just tell a quick version of the story that got me here? Yeah.
0: I'd love to hear about how you got into wellness and and why these habits are like why it's something that you firmly believe in and, and teach entrepreneurs?
1: Yeah. Okay. So fast forward to 2010, I had like a major, major life trauma. Something happened and my life is never the same. And basically my, my boyfriend of four years passed away very suddenly in 2010. And that was like the catalyst for a whole bunch of Crazy changes in my life, so one of those was you know I was working in the restaurant business at the time, and I was working crazy hours eighty hours a week and I was also an artist, so that one of the delineations that happened was realizing a few months and i I'm either going to drown in this grief or i'm going to do something meaningful with my life so that was one one thing that happened, and I decided to start my own therapeutic art business. Now, fast forward a couple years later, I'm, I was doing something with purpose, something I loved, um, you know, working with Alzheimer's, autism, doing art with them and in, in a therapeutic way. And it was so healing for me. But something that happened and many people don't realize how traumatic the grieving process is on the body because when you're grieving, you like your body and like what you need, it kind of comes last like you're in survival mode. So it can be really, really hard on your adrenal health, on your hormonal health. And for me, that's kind of what happened. I was feeling better spiritually and emotionally better about two and a half years after Mark passed away, but my body was breaking down. I just felt awful. Um, I just didn't have very much energy and I was suffering and struggling and feeling overwhelmed. And it was really because I had hit a tipping point with my health. And so that's why I started getting into wellness and I started kind of digging in. Now, (laughs) I think anybody listening can relate to this. If you think something's wrong with you, like what do we do? What's the first thing we do, Kirsten? Man,
0: I just think it's only me <laughs> that's going through this.
1: Oh, wow. Well, yeah, so that's one thing for sure. You're not alone and you know everybody's like, "What's going on?" But one of the things we tend to do is go online and start searching. Oh, yeah, <laughs> like, the Google nurses. Right? Oh yeah. my gosh. So <laughs> for me it was webmd and I was I was really concerned that I may have had like cancer or Um, You know, all these different things were coming up. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I could be dying five different ways. So I just hit a point where I was like, no, you know, I'm going to take responsibility to figure this out. And I kind of, you know, this sounds a little woo woo, but I kind of put a prayer out to the universe. And I'm like, look, I'm ready. Just show me. Show me the information I need. Help me figure this out. I want to make a change I will figure this out. And I kind of took responsibility for my health in more of like a, you know, global way. I was just asking for that help. And, you know, I got it. I I got it in the form of a book that was uh, actually kind of right in front of me that I picked up. It's, It's a really wild story. And I opened it to the symptoms page, to the symptoms page, which was like right in the middle of the book. I didn't like look at the beginning. I just opened it and halfway in was the symptoms. And it was like, everything I was experiencing oh, on these pages.
0: Okay. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Yeah. yeah. What – Um. like were you in a bookstore when you just picked this up?
1: No, I was actually at my friend Yoli's house and she was super into wellness. So she – I attribute – um, a major influence in my life to her. Um, she was like teaching me about green juice. And so there were these little threads that were already happening of, of my health, you know, of me being more aware uh, about the people I was around. But it, she actually had this book on her um, hearth of her fireplace. And I found it and picked it up and started looking at it. And so what it led me to figure out was that I had mercury amalgams, which are silver fillings. Most people know it as silver fillings in my mouth. And the symptoms from the symptoms page I opened to directly related to like, it was crazy every last thing. So that was the first major wellness change I made. And so I went, I did it the right way. I read the book. I, I got them removed with a biological dentist, which is really important because you want mercury is a neurotoxin. It's very toxic to, to the body, to the brain, to the organs. So you want to have it removed in the right way. Mm -hmm. So for me, I just had this burden, this emotional trauma, this burden building up in my body plus this this thing in my mouth that was just constantly releasing you know small amounts of this toxin and it was just building up in me and so that's why i was experiencing these symptoms of um you know pain and some weird neurological things were going on for me so that was the beginning of my path and then you know how these things are when you pull one thread you're just like bring it on i want to learn everything so i started changing my diet i started reading about you know sleep and rituals. And and then fast forward, I decided I needed to share some of the stuff I've been learning with other people, which is why I started the podcast, The Art of Epic Wellness. So that's kind of the quick version.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, that's that's really exciting. And I mean, was it that you had one chemical in your life, so to speak, that was causing you trauma that forced you to think, okay, what else could be causing physical stress? Mm
1: absolutely okay. so and i don't believe it was just that one thing but it was a combination of a lot of things in fact at that time when i was really really depressed i was probably drinking way too much wine not getting enough sleep like all of these things that go with grief sometimes you're just like a hot mess right so i attribute it to a lot of things but the second thing ended up being um i had a gluten intolerance and maybe that had come from so sometimes intolerances can be magnified or created by other um, imbalances like what was going on for me. So I like to call it, I like to think of the body as an epic well, like a a well, you know, and your, your burden fills up and when it spills over, that's when you start having symptoms. So um, the next thing I removed was gluten and um, I'm really pretty good about not having it. And I could tell if, if I do, I call it getting glutenized. <laughs> if I And sometimes it's by mistake and once in a while I'm like, I need that cookie. Like I'm just a human being like everyone else. But um, I can tell in my body and I've become much more sensitive and aware of how things affect my body. Yeah. It's, yeah.
0: So one thing I, I love is we've been – Discussing how to like physically cleanse your body, but mental is a whole other ballpark and (laughs) I would love to get into uh, rituals and can you go into just overview what a ritual means
1: to you? Yeah, you know, so I, I started figuring out that, you know, the only real difference between you know us and someone like Tony Robbins or you know the president or you know Oprah I mean obviously there's there's more than one difference but one of the big differences is is what they do in their daily life because we all have the same 24 hours right so so a ritual is something that you do on a consistent basis and once it becomes consistent you don't have to think about it. It's kind of this magical thing that happens and you just, it's something that you get more used to doing than not doing. And it takes the mental, you know, strain or challenge out of it to create a ritual. So, um, you know, for me, one of the first things I started doing as far as uh, a health ritual was I started drinking lemon water, warm lemon water in the morning before I had anything else, before I had coffee, before I had anything else. And that was a cleansing ritual that became something that I, you know, really miss if I don't get to do. And so that's an example. And so, you know, I, I also ended up learning from, I'm sure you're familiar with Hal Elrod. Oh, so love he, him, yeah. <laughs> he was a very important part of my journey of, of opening up to, um, like creating a, like a more profound ritual with several rituals involved. And so he's the author of the miracle morning. So that was a huge part of my awakening. I I read his book and the same woman, Yoli gave me his book. So she's kind of magical in my life. But, um, and then I ended up coaching with Hal. so I, you know, when I started doing the miracle morning, this was back when I still had my therapeutic art business, I, I like saw leaps and bounds. I think in three months, I tripled my income in that business because of the intentional set of rituals I was doing. Now, he has his specific, I think the acronym is SAVERS, and he's putting together all these rituals, right? So one thing I've discovered, you know, because I've been doing the Miracle Morning in my own way for a while, but I also discovered that as an entrepreneur – you know we have other challenges uh, on especially an online entrepreneur. We have other challenges that that we 're faced with, which is you know like often we just kind of lose track of time we 're online for so long it's an intense experience, and so I realized not only do you need to have a an awesome morning ritual, and you also need an evening ritual, like how do you wind down how do you close out your day in a powerful way. But something I figured out, and I'm sure I'm not the only one to have figured this out, but we need to weave some healthy rituals into our day, especially if you're an online entrepreneur, because it's so easy to create a burnout situation.
0: Yeah, and I know um, how this pertains to crowdfunding is that generally entrepreneurs are starting to launch a product. So there's development phase, but then there's getting ready for the launch and then the launch happens which is mayhem and a -hmm. lot of project creators that get into a successful business launch they literally take no time for themselves Mm -hmm. and part of you might think okay why is what does wellness have to do with crowdfunding It, it has everything to do with crowdfunding it's wellness are the rituals which are how you protect your creative space as an entrepreneur it's how you protect yourself so you can be at optimal performance and continually be healthy enough to drive your business forward without this, what I see all the time, this crash and burn situation with clients where I'm literally screaming at them to take a day off because they are just not, they're putting the business before everything else. Mm -hmm. And so I feel that this rituals practice is actually a step one to get those habits in place to make sure you can protect yourself on that onward journey.
1: Absolutely. And, and I would say um, one, of, one of the most important rituals or things to protect for your creativity is your sleep. Um, I think so many entrepreneurs, we sacrifice sleep and a lot of people don't have a good strategy for winding down. So I'd love to, would that be something valuable to share? Uh, Kirsten, do you think with, with yeah. the listeners? I think it would. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So so I'd say w- number one is is you need to create a sleep sh- sanctuary. Like your bedroom, you should not have your devices in your bedroom. <laughs> I know it's hard. I do it. <laughs> I sleep with my laptop. I know. No. First oh. of all, the energy coming off of your devices is, is not a giving energy. It's a taking energy. It's a kind of a frenzied – I mean we've all spent a, like way, way too long online and then you just kind of feel kind of crazy and – Broken. You're tired, and you're kind, You can't really remember what you're doing anymore. Well, that's because you're standing in front of, um, you know, your devices that emit an EMF wave, which is an electromagnetic field, and it's it's not a giving energy. There was a there was a, a science fair project done by a kiddo, and they put a plant right next to the computer. And one, like, five or six feet away. And the plant right next to the computer had a failure to thrive. So, I mean, this is, like, it's a real thing. And, obviously, we're – hopefully, we're not, like – we don't have our faces pressed up to the device. But that would be a huge one is that you want to protect your – like, your sleep is a magical state of renewal. Like, our brain is literally washing itself. And so, any – you know, when I say a sleep sanctuary means no devices in your bedroom. I know how hard that is, but really, it's going to help the quality of your sleep. You're going to get into those deep, deep waves of sleep. The other thing is, you want to protect your. Um, you want to sleep in as much darkness as possible, even if you wear an eye mask and you have light coming in through your bedroom window, your skin cells can detect light and you don't sleep as well. So blackout curtains, if possible, blackout curtains are really important. You'll feel the quality of your renewing sleep. And on top of that, also temperature is important. If you're sleeping in too hot of an environment, that can also disrupt your the deepness of your sleep. So I'd say that is super important. And then another thing for us is that we want to have rituals in the morning that support our purpose and our mission, right? So,
0: yeah. So it's just um, <laughs> a great example, Hal Elrod, I guess, like, that's a great conversation to to start with, because um, mm-hmm. Hal, he, in a nutshell, it's a great book. He started a movement with this one-hour ritual that he has in the morning, and when he went through, um like, he basically died when he was 20, and then from a drink driving accident and he got his life back on track and he obviously lived. And then he um, had another major life crisis and he turned it, it around all the time. And what he attributes his success to are these six success principles where he looked to see what the most like Napoleon Hill and leaders of the past, what principles that they've done, and he just decided to condense them into into one hour session, so the savers acronym is something like it involves meditation, exercise, reading, silence. journaling, and silence, and
1: affirmations, yeah, and too. visualization, yeah,
0: and what it does in, in morning ritual, it makes sense not to do this during the day, but doing it first thing in the morning, it sets the tone of your entire day and after I read this book, I noticed that whenever I would wake up and do a ritual where my ritual might be something like I'm, I'm doing Miracle Morning, but it might just be where the first hour of the day is mine. I don't get onto email. I wake mm-hmm. up, I have my smoothie, and I do me. Um, when I start the day like that with a purpose, it is the best day ever. Mm-hmm. But when I wake up, check my phone, see there's an email from a panicked client. Mm. Or I don't wake up on time. I'm just in a panic frenzied state for the rest of the day. Yep. So the first hour of your day, it really does set the tone for your whole day. So that's why a morning ritual is on top of sleep, like something you got to do
1: yes i totally agree and and i would also i would also say like i love what you just said not checking your your email that is a huge i know it seems like counterintuitive but it's a huge productivity tip there's actually studies that say like that um that we're 30% less productive when we check our you know email social media right when we get up because then it like f- does a paradigm shift from you know us being on our own agenda and our, on our own track and then from us, from that to us being on someone else's and being in a, um, you know, a responsive state to everybody else. And it just, it really takes you out of the, your zone of genius because obviously we all know we have plenty of important matters um, and then there's all this other urgency, but it's actually not urgent. And so we don't have a really good way of, um, you know, sometimes delineating what's most important unless we set the tone for our day, right?
0: Yeah. It's it's all about you staying true to your stuff and getting your own things done first and protecting you. Because if you do that, everything else will follow suit, I find. Mm-hmm. So, Nicole, like, what are some of your rituals in the morning?
1: Mm. Well, so I definitely am a huge proponent of the miracle morning. I've realized, too, that I need to pepper some of my rituals throughout my day. But I'll share with you one that is my, I call it my epic ritual because I really believe that your rituals, it's not just to make your life better. It's also to plug you into what matters to you. So something that matters a lot to me is connection. So my, I feel like my epic ritual is something that connects me to myself, uh, to kind of, to my mission, to my, uh, you know, we have these, I'm an artist, so my gratitude center is definitely connected to beauty. So uh, my, my epic ritual connects me to that, to my feeling gratitude. And it also connects me to nature. So what I do is I go out to the beach and I'm very blessed to live in Half Moon Bay, which is you know, I'm right near the beach and there's a beach called Mavericks and I go out to Mavericks. I drive out there and it's actually about a mile when when I walk out there and back, it's about a mile. So I'm connecting my body to movement, right? So I'm walking out to the beach and then it's pretty, it's beautiful, and it's always looks a little bit different. So I definitely have this side where I kind of thrive off of adventure and novelty. And because this beautiful beach, it always just looks a little bit different. There's always different people out there. There's always something going on. I, f- I feel connected to that, that novelty. And then I go out and I'll do like yoga stretches, poses out there. I do my meditation. So I bring my my phone and I do headspace. That's what I'm using right now to meditate because I found that my you know, for those of us who have a little bit of ADHD or a little bit of like squirrel, <laughs> you know, squirrel, squirrel, I find that for me, um, having a guided meditation is helpful. And it's um, and I love it, too, because they have these different packages, like the different um, packs. And some of them are on if you want to work on your focus or you want to work on your creativity. It's a really cool uh, Headspace app is is my resource for that. And so then I'll do my meditation. And um, sometimes I'll do my seven minute workout. So I'm trying, I'm hitting my mind, my body, my spirit, my gratitude, since it's very connected to my visual center, right? And, um, and then I'm connecting with nature. And on top of that, I always take off my shoes. So really important practice is, you know, we were never meant to be disconnected from the earth. Um, you know, we wear these rubber shoes that, that disconnect us from the energy of the earth. And that might sound a little hippy dippy, but really there's a, there's an actual e- energy exchange that goes on. If you put your feet on the earth and it's, there's, it's amazing. It's called earthing. You can definitely look it up. There's a great book on it. Let me see what, I'll, I'll give you that resource before okay. we get off, but cool. cool. Yeah, it's. I find that it absolutely makes me feel so happy and connected to do that. And then also I'm outside, so I'm also getting the vitamin D from the sun. And because it's in the morning, that also helps to enforce my natural uh, clock, mm-hmm. our biological clock of when we, you know, should be getting up and get, going to bed. So we do have it's. It's called the circadian rhythm. So being outside before, you know, in the morning is actually really good for your, for to keep you on your flow if that right. makes sense. So that's my, in yeah. one, uh, one experience is how I experience several of my rituals all at once. Yeah. And the thing to note
0: too, is that there's not one ritual that works. The thing is that this is about figuring out what, how you have to protect your peak state and what are the things that you have to integrate into your day to make sure that you're always optimizing yourself. And yes. So it's very much about being self-aware and knowing what the, what those things are, those components that make up your ritual. And one thing Mm -hmm. I'd love to know is where can someone start if they want, if they're bought into this, this ritual thing, but they, they don't know what their ritual could be, how Mm -hmm. can you guide someone to discover what that could be for them?
1: Yeah. Well, so I do think that it that it does take a little bit of experiment, you know, to know, to, to try a few different things. But I know that, um, you know, one one piece that's really, really important is, um, I mean, I do feel like meditation is a really great way to get connected with your, your center, your source, um, and also personal development. So, I mean, those are two that I feel like I can't live without, you know, pep- and I pepper meditation into my day. So if I have a couple of clients back to back, I will put, I will do like a 10 minute session and it feels like you've taken a nap. So that's just a great tool to have. You can use that anytime you're expending a lot of energy. Um, and then as far as, you know, I think reading personal development, um, books that you're interested in, you know, whatever it is that you feel like you need to work on in your life right now, whether maybe maybe you're going through a time where you need to work on your money mindset, or you're wanting to learn more about health, then build that into your morning ritual time so that you're learning about something you're really excited about. Mm-hmm. I think I think that's a really good thing to start with, and I would absolutely say everybody uh, should start out their morning with an inner bath, which is just drinking high quality. Water and and lemon is a great thing to, I call it an up level, to Mm -hmm. up level the quality of that water and to help, you know, balance your, your physical pH. I think it's because we actually get dehydrated as we sleep. We wake up, ideally we can, you know, drink down, um, a pint or a liter of water right when we get up. So I think that's something that actually really brings clarity to the mind. So I'd say everybody should have that ritual.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. I do love that. And it tastes delicious, too. Um,
1: (laughs) Filter your uh, water.
0: (laughs) It's funny, because I've never really been a rituals person, but um, Nicole and I attended this conference with Chris Ducker. He puts it on uh, called Tropical Think Tank, and it's basically two weeks on a Filipino island, and you're very detached. Um, It is a week to work on your business and mastermind and, and figure out how to take your life to the next level, but... I'm not woo-woo, Nicole's not really woo-woo, but I, I was in this, like, okay, yeah, but you're like more mainstream, which is what I love, because you're practical with it, yeah. but one thing I noticed was I was in this, like, I was honestly the best version of myself, or whoever I, I think I am when I'm exactly who I want to be, that's who I was in the Philippines, and mm-hmm. I looked at, okay, well, how am I so different in the Philippines versus, In Canada, when I'm working a regular day and the difference is like I'm super stressed here. I literally jump out of bed, get on my email, and my day is gone. And I just Mm -hmm. make no progress in my business because I'm catering to like putting out fires with clients or networking events or just getting busy with life. And one thing I noticed on the way on the plane ride back is that every single day in the Philippines I was doing the same thing over and over in the morning before I got started. With the sessions, and I thought, oh, okay, well, this is like a habit. And then we heard Hal Elrod speak on the mirror. Are you launching a product on either Kickstarter or Shopify, and you're feeling completely overwhelmed with the process? Hi there, my name is Kirsten, the CEO of Launch and Scale. To date, we've helped several online sellers sell millions of dollars online and scale their business from zero to seven figures by focusing on building an audience of fans that will actually convert into paying customers. If you're serious about building a seven-figure e-commerce brand with less time and less risk, you. Should should check out our product launch pad. PLP is a proven accelerator that takes you step by step through the process of launching and scaling your product brand. Brands like the Monk Manual, Aberlite, Series Chill, Jamstack, and several others were all launched using our product launch pad. So if you'd like to be our next success story, go to launchandscale.co slash PLP to learn more. And for a limited time, we're offering a seven day trial of the product launch pad for only $1. Again, go to launchandscale.co slash PLP to learn more.